it's going to be a good one, because there's just so much to talk about. Welcome to the Loftus Party Podcast, everyone. Back uh, at home base, back at LoftusParty.com world headquarters, we got the Liberty Gypsy. Uh, hello. Sound. Hello, hello. Hello. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. There's, uh, there's Freedom to Laugh tour news and updates. There is uh, impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. There's Greta Thunberg. The, the the right is hilarious. We are the funniest people. We are the funniest people ever <laughs> with the whole Greta Thunberg thing. I want to celebrate some of that. So uh, we got Adam Schiffy updates. We got corruption updates. We got a new video up at the Loftus Party YouTube channel. That's just blowing up. And there, we got one on Facebook that's just blowing up. My little take on impeachment. It was a crazy week. And the craziness just continues. So uh, we're going to get into some meat and potatoes stuff of this whole impeachment. There's stuff that I couldn't cram in the video. You know, It's just dystopian, Michael. It is. Uh, it's very, very uh, concerning. However. Well, I mean, if you were like scrolling the Twitters today like I do to get my news in the morning while I'm drinking my coffee. Yeah. The narrative from the left is nailed down and it's impenetrable. Okay, so this is this is fantastic because uh, the president of the United States of America, one Donald J. Trump, just tweeted out uh, Mark Levin, the great one, Mark Levin from Life, Liberty, and Levin. Levin was mm-hmm. going toe to toe with he- Ed Henry. Now I I know Ed Henry. Ed Henry's a friend of mine, and you are no Ed Henry. Uh, listen, here's here's what happened. <laughs> here's my here, like seriously. But Ed Henry had this like line of questioning that, and I think, uh, and I was I was just talking to the wife about this. What happens is the the left has a narrative that's so strong, and it's so uh, it's coming at you from all angles. It's CNN, it's MSNBC, it's ABC, NBC, CBS. That you kind of uh, as a reporter, I think you start thinking along those same lines anyway, and it's what – and we've said it before on this uh, on this show, and it's what I like about uh, Trump tweeting in the middle of the night. He sets a different narrative, right? He and then that's and then I, th- I think that's key is to is to set your own narrative. So with that in mind, because because it is strong, what is what is the the narrative that's set in stone? Um, the narrative is that there was absolutely a quid pro quo. Um, when the transcript first came out, the media did the most dishonest thing I have seen in a long time. So what the transcript actually said when Trump said, um, we need a favor, though. After that, he was talking about crowd strike and looking into interference in the 2016 election, which we know happened. Yes. Alexandra Chalupa and the whole nine yards. Okay, we know the Ukrainians were involved. Hillary Clinton had some major Ukrainian donors to the Clinton Foundation. Um, yes. So just stop, and you know, you know they were working on things regarding Manafort. And it's you know these things. And it's a matter of public record that that Fusion GPS, Christopher mm-hmm. Steele, all those they had official dealings with the Ukrainian embassy. That's Correct. official so, through the Ukrainian embassy. So I thought the Democrats were super interested in what actually happened during 2016. But instead of articulating what the favor actually was, they did a lot of ellipses 
Yeah. And then did Trump's quote about looking into the Bidens, like that was the favor. Those things were like a page and a half apart. Yes, it's it's really it's 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 too. Well, it's hopefully it'll be funny in hindsight. But I mean, and then you had how Adam Schiff. Did you see the tape of him opening the hearing with the director of national intelligence? That is the most egregious thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, what is wrong with your neighbors, dude? That is uh, just straight up, and and he knew exactly what he was doing. Exactly. He knew exactly what he was doing, and like looking down, like it, he was pretending as if he was reading that from mm-hmm. the official thing. And then yep. even today, uh, you know, ABC News, uh, who's that? George Stephanopoulos. He's taken. He's he's supposedly supposedly he's holding Adam Shifty Shift's uh, feet to the fire about it, but then yeah, he plays no. the clip. He plays the clip, of course which he does, because mom's in still, the mom's in the kitchen cooking breakfast for every th- everybody, and she's not really paying attention, and all she hears is that clip. Yeah, yeah. It, How it, can the president clip. do this? How can the president say that? We gotta get him. We gotta get him. We gotta get him. It. Uh, the, I just keep going back to this, and and Jesse Waters, who was uh, who was also uh, retweeted by the president today, uh, for his waters world opening last night. You got that, uh, you got that treaty signed by Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. The, and then, and then Mark Levin going at, 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 at Ed Henry today. Wow. I just had a little like mini, uh, reverse hiccup cough thing. My apologies, dear listeners. But it's like, uh, Levin is just hardcore. Like the president did, did nothing wrong. Did nothing wrong. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and then you've even got it, it, Alan Dershowitz saying that. It's – and then it's just – it's so shady. Here's it is so shady with them going back like in August going, hey, I know the whistleblower rules are you have to have seen it and you know been part of it yourself. However, we can, we can make it uh, secondhand knowledge now. And then a couple days later, a uh, senior whistleblower comes out. And then I also go back to this one. I also go back to this one. Wasn't it uh, Chuck Schumer who was on TV uh, a long time ago saying that, like, uh, Trump picked the wrong people to go after? Or was it yeah, Brennan? The intelligence, the intelligence community can get back at you. And Six ways to Sunday. Ways. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, well, I – Here's go what ahead. really bugs me. So because I'm a nerd and a wonk, like most of the listeners should know this at this point. You're I actually a nonk. You're a word. I'm a word or a nonk, whichever way you want to put it. Right. I actually went back and read the decisions from the Office of Legal Counsel within the DOJ regarding this issue. Nothing they said was wrong. The intelligence community has no oversight on foreign policy and diplomacy. None. It's they're uh, not in charge of it at all. It's wacky. And then I keep coming back to I remember like right after Trump was in office, somebody leaked. Remember, they leaked a phone call that he yeah, had with, one with uh, the Mexican government one with and the Australian. The Australian. Yeah, it's uh, there are some bad hombres in there. And I just I just I love that uh, Trump released the transcript so fast. I love that he did it so fast. It's one of the things that and I guess it's pretty similar to uh, the whole Russia investigation. What do you guys want to see? You want to see this? There you go. You want to see these emails? There you go. There you go. What are you going to do? There you go. You got it. So I have uh, my head. It's not just that, but it's the complete Russian playbook. If you look at the people they're going after at this point, 
it's Trump, it's Pence, it's Pompeo, it's Barr. They want Barr to recuse himself, just like Sessions did. For well, what? That's yeah. That's that's the left. That's the left and uh yeah, and the never deep gonna state. happen. Never gonna they gotta, happen. They got to discredit. The reason they're super unsettled right now is because wow. Barr did an unannounced trip over to Italy. Well, that's they got to discredit Barr before he un, oh, yeah. unloads. Hopefully, on all the FISA stuff. That I'm listen. I'm ready for that shoe to drop. I've been read. I've been ready for that for the longest time. Well, Bernstein of the famous Woodward and Bernstein was on, I believe, either CNN or MSNBC in the last week, saying his sources are telling him it's very close to wrapping up. Well, so if his sources are telling him that, then you gotta believe people are telling the Democrats the same thing, and I think they are terrified. Last night it came out, so the Justice Department has still been looking into Hillary Clinton's email problems, right? Or not the Mm -hmm. Justice Department, Department of State. They literally have 130 employees within state that violated procedure to send her information on that server. I'm ready for it. I I am ready for it. I'm I'm almost convinced you could blow up three of the major diplomacy, intelligence, and law enforcement agencies because they're just rotten to the core. Well, it is it is the big problem with with the way our republic is, is set up. It's a it's a it's a natural byproduct. You know, you get a job in government, you get a job in one of these agencies, and you're certainly not going to vote for the party that's going to downsize your agency. So it's almost like the federal government and agencies like this are going to attract, uh, you know, liberals and Democrats, and they'll just keep growing and growing and growing. And then you have you have skin in the game. You're not supposed to have skin in the game. You're supposed to, you know, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. However, you start going, eh, you know what? I don't like this. I don't, I don't like this this rogue dude in here who's going to make government smaller, who's going to do this and do that, and we don't know what to expect from him uh, because he's not he's not part of the good old boys club. Let's get them. Let's get them and get them out. It's it's nuts. Well, it's I used nuts. to I used to think it was kind of just like that top echelon that was problematic, or really thought they were entitled. Yeah. To manage the people's government and policy that way, but when you start looking at some of the connections that the um. Intelligence Community Inspector General, the one who labeled this whistleblower complaint, complaint of urgent concern, um, the people he, he worked directly for prior to being the ICIG are all tied into CrowdStrike, McCabe, Carter Page, FISA warrants. It's insane. It really is. And that's where you need someone really good at, at laying this kind of stuff out because it will be it. yeah well i mean keep it simple keep it easy uh make it easy to digest that and that's just, that's the real the, trick what you really have to do is make a picture yeah it's <laughs> like such you an really incestuous do. web of connections now literally you have the the inspector general i see is a former colleague of Christine Blasey Ford's lawyer. They're 
it's They're here's all what I'm related. Here's what I'm discovering, and it's it's a little it makes you feel good, but it's really also kind of scary. You know, I did that show uh, last week, the honoring American veterans, and one of the keynote uh, people for that was a former Bush appointee. He was in the Bush cabinet, and he was in the Trump cabinet. And then you realize, well, they know the same people I do. Oh, and I, I'm, I'm going to meet that person. It becomes a very, very small world. It's a very small. It's like, it's like Mayberry. It's like legit. It's a very, very small circle of people. They're all interconnected. Everybody is, you know, two steps away. Oh, you know what? Uh, my my buddy works over at Boeing, and I know Jim Comey, and Comey's in the – let's get him a job over at Boeing, and he'll get some massive giant payout. And so he's got a, a vested interest, and it's really uh, – it's why all these guys go get into Congress, and they get into Senate. They go they go in. They're making, a, you know, $150,000, $160,000 a year, and they come out multimillionaires. It, it's like the corruption is – it's just right there. It's all over the place. And here's the thing that like blew my mind that like with the Hunter Biden thing, like that's the thing that really it's just staggering. It's just staggering that you have Joe Biden on tape on tape going, I'm going to be getting on a plane in six hours. And if that prosecutor isn't fired, you're not getting the money. I just told him. And then they go, hey, you're not the president. You're not Obama. You can't do that. I said, I said, call him, call him. If that guy's not fired in six hours, you don't get the money. Like, he literally is bragging about it. And then six hours later, the guy was fired. I'm, I'm cool. I'm John Wayne. It's I'm like thinking, – I'm thinking he condensed all of that into a nifty story, kind of like corn pop. Yes. While he was responsible for um, diplomacy in the Ukraine, he was physically there in January. He had a phone call with – Poroshenko, the Ukrainian president, in February, he was not there in March. And in March, the prosecutor resigned, or on February 16th, the call was on February 11th. On February 16th, the prosecutor resigned. Then sometime in March, he came back from a long leave. And on March 29th, Parliament fired him. And on the 30th, Poroshenko was in the White House. So I actually think formally getting rid of the prosecutor was a precondition for meeting Obama. That's just a theory. But yeah. That's what it looks like. He, either way, either yeah. way, if he's may, even if he's making, you know, he's he's condensing things in the Joe Biden, uh, World War One, World War Two, Korea conflict war story. It's right. terrifying to watch that that he would just brag about that. Like, oh yeah, it's it's it's. And then Hunter Biden, and this is where it gets all interconnected. This is what I'm saying. It's all interconnected. Like Hunter Biden, uh, for our dear listeners, you know, thrown out, thrown out of the military, uh, you know, for drug abuse, cocaine, I believe, whatever uh, he was doing. Then then he gets he gets set up. <laughs> so he's a he's a uh, Ukrainian natural gas uh, expert. So he gets he gets on that board. Uh, and then there's the whole China uh, banking thing where that- they. That is the terrifying one. Oh, I got one more. I got one more. Oh, there's you, one more? Oh, yeah. He was on the board of directors for Amtrak. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Did you see the speech? No, I did not. Oh, but you my know God. Who, the speech you know who, of the senator that gave it to him? Do you know who appointed him to that position? Who? A Bush. Oh, I believe it. 
But, so that's that's where you that's what I'm talking about. It's all Mayberry. It's all Mayberry. It's like the Bushes are in charge, and you got uh, Joe Biden, the career. What what favor was exchanged for that? What favor was? Hey George, I know I'm I'm on the Democratic side of the aisle, but do me a favor, hook hook my uh my son up, hook up Hunter. Could you put him on the board of uh, Amtrak? Sure thing, Joe. I might need your vote someday. That's the swamp right there. That's that's really really. Uh, now I, I, I'm not saying, hey, maybe Hunter, and this is the this is the joke of the YouTube video. Maybe Hunter Biden is a genius. Maybe he's just a misunderstood genius. Maybe he does know how to run the trains. Maybe the only reason we have a train system that works at all is because Hunter Biden's a genius. Maybe he does know natural gas. Maybe he does. Maybe we should get Greta Thunberg in in touch with Hunter Biden, and he can stop uh, uh, climate change and global warming. He could be the savior of us all. I find it very odd that he's quiet. No one, no one seems to even want to talk to Hunter Biden about this. They're oh, all I'm about. Sure, I'm sure they've spirited him into some, you know, cloistered location. But if you read the, if you read the like um, announcement when they made him in the board of directors, the only qualification the senator who was actually bestowing the position on him could come up with was that he rode trains a lot. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I read it and I was crying laughing. And it's not funny because it's, it's really bad. But I mean, yeah. like the dude could come up with nothing, nothing. But if we could rewind to China for a minute. Yes, please. China. That's one point five billion dollars that was put into the investment fund that Hunter was managing. Can I explain yes. to you during the entire time period? Where Joe Biden was managing relationships with China, they're building islands in the South China Sea, threatening the sovereignty of other countries. Okay? Yeah. They're building weapons systems that are functional now out in space. What did the U.S. do? Nothing. What it's... did Joe say when when Trump put the tariffs on China? Oh no no this is the complete wrong direction China's a good player you know they're coming into the yeah. they're coming into the western world he is so freaking soft on China and did nothing yeah <laughs> during Joe, the Obama Joe, administration Joe gave it the old come on man and now Trump wants to make China out to be the bad guys come on man <laughs> your son guy I mean like legitimately I do not understand how people could be okay with the possibility of putting a man in the White House who has clear indications that he's willing to sell influence. That is that is the, the $6 million question. Like, oh, okay, and, so we should just let him go media, for the nomination and God, yeah, and God the, forbid he wins and, and then the he just media, continues to sell the office? And oh. the media Sorry. do not care. No, they don't. They do not care. And they don't care today. And they, and I doubt they're going to care tomorrow. That's why you and I have to keep, you know, this this constant drumbeat going of, yeah, but what about Hunter Biden? Well, Donald Trump did this on the phone call. He didn't break a law. There's a treaty. What about Hunter Biden? What about Joe Biden? That's the real corruption. Our president has a, a duty to uphold the Constitution and try to ferret out this kind of corruption. Yes, and it is, Article it's, 2 responsibility. And I saw – a pretty uh, a clip from uh, Tucker Carlson was given a speech the other day and somebody put it up on Twitter and it really and it really comes down to this 
you know, like the, the, the media and the Democrats, they can pretend and they can go. And this is that's the other thing I love. That they're saying, like, no one's above the law. The president is not above the law. No one's above the law. OK, well, if no one's above the law, then go get Hunter Biden. Go get Joe Biden. Go get everyone who's doing this kind of stuff. Uh, open it up. Because what it comes down to, it's it is oddly enough, it's it is about the soul of our nation. Like what holds us together as a nation? We have to uh, really make an attempt to. It can't just be words. It can't just be words. If you want to have a a legit investigation into Donald Trump and corruption, which they did with the Mueller report, then you also have to investigate Joe Biden. You you have to, and the media's. Uh, just turning a blind eye to that is terrifying because we have to we have to hold together as a nation. Societies crumble, nations go away. Uh, Tucker Carlson was was given this speech. Uh, he was doing a little Q and A, and somebody asked him what's the, what's the question that you you know you don't say out loud often enough. And Tucker was thinking about it, and he's like, "What holds us together as a country? What seriously? What is what binds us together?" And I didn't realize this, like the Bronze Age. Like in 1200 BC, the Bronze Age just ended. Like it, society uh, crumbled. It just went away. No one knows why. You know, there's not enough records of it. They're still trying to figure it out. But the Bronze Age was just a complete disaster, and they lost everything. And and like the the world and civilization had to start over. And I didn't know this, and I thought this was like kind of terrifying to me that during the the Dark Ages. There was one source for lead. You think making lead is easy. Lead, you know, it's a soft metal. You do this, you you heat it up and you melt it. The secret, but you have to you have to kind of get the zinc out and you have to do other stuff. And no one knew how to do it. The world's only source uh, of lead in the Dark Ages was raiding Roman ruins, like something that the Romans could do falling out of bed. They could not figure it out in the Dark Ages. So we kind of look at america in the same way oh we do this awesome stuff we do this listen it can all it can all dissolve it can all go away super fast super fast and before with the the media's lack of uh it, it they weren't even inquisitive about ooh, how did this whole russia collusion thing get started where did this thing who signed off on the fisa you know when they're this politically motivated it's not good for anyone, and that's not just hyperbole. It's really when the media – when these kind of allegations are made against Joe Biden and the inside and, – and Hillary Clinton. Like why do they – does anyone in the media, is anyone remotely interested in why the Clinton Foundation just suddenly just went away when she wasn't elected president? Like, oh my gosh, how are they making all that money? How are, how are they making all that money? No one cares. It's selling favors. It's doing, uh, you know, it's backroom deals. It is, it is corruption. It is corrupt, and that's why I, that's what I love about the right. That's a, and it is as frustrating it is as it is, as frustrating as it is, to see some uh, Republican senator on some Sunday show going, "Well, these are very serious allegations, and we need to look into these." And blah blah blah. And you're just thinking, "Go on no. offense, dude. No, Go on offense." No, we don't. And, and such what's even cowards. more sinister to me is that in 2018, when she became Speaker of the House after the 2018 election, Nancy Pelosi rewrote the, the House rules. 
they've been planning this the whole time. They were sure they were going to get it out of the Mueller report. They didn't. And now up comes this pile of steaming garbage, right? Yes. What happens now is impeachment will never go to a floor vote. If the articles of impeachment pass one of the committees, it goes to the Senate. Well, yeah. And I, and, I and, and the Republicans are not allowed in the deposition. Because there's no floor vote, the Republicans don't have due process rights. Well, not until it process. gets to the Senate. Not not until it gets to the, the trial in the Senate. I'm, I'm just – but to not – don't you want Jim Jordan, Devin Nunes, Doug Collins, don't you want them in these depositions to ask the right questions? Well I, – I mean those are the things that go to this. If I was Mitch McConnell, I would sit back and I would fold my arms and I would say we're not taking it until you go back and do it the right way, the way it was done for Nixon and the way it was done for Clinton. Go. Well, that's wonderful and everything. All I know is that ultimately if it did get through the House, then it would go to the Senate, and that's where the, quote, trial is held, and that's where the the Republicans can really go on offense and just start calling everybody to testify. That could shine a lot of uh, light. it's never going to go to a vote for, for the full House. It will come out of committee. Yeah. So all of Nancy Pelosi's purple district moderates that were in Trump won districts will never have to go on record as voting for impeachment. Well, it's sleazy as hell. Oh, it's completely sleazy. It's completely sleazy. However, I that's I, I feel confident that this the Senate is the stopper on all this. The Senate is the stopper on all this. But I think they need to be the stopper now and say, no, you go through the process the way it's always been done before or we're not doing it. Oh, yeah. The whole. Yeah. But you got to put your money where your mouth is. You yeah. got to put your name we'll, on we'll, it. You got to stand we'll, up and be counted. This whole secret ballot crap. We'll have That's a like, trial, but not unless you do it the way it's always been done. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm all in favor of this whole. Yeah. That's like uh, Jeff Flake. Somebody went. God, they trotted out Jeff Flake the oh, other day. God. How boring is that? And Jeff Flake is like, well, if it was a secret ballot, there's at least 35 Republicans. Oh, yeah. We're, now we're talking secret up. ballots. It's uh, the swamp. I tell you what, man. It goes back to that uh, Steve Bannon dude. That Steve Bannon is like, they're not going to give it up without a fight. They're not going to give it up without a fight. And you know, when there's people... Like one of the Bushes, I don't know if it was George Bush one or George Bush two, who put Hunter Biden on the the board of directors of Amtrak. That terrifies me. That terrifies me. Well, that's now maybe there was a very good ago. reason for it, you know, that you needed Joe Biden's vote. But it's it's all just it's corrupt and it's slimy. I want all the slime balls out of there. I want them all out of there. We went Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama. And we were supposed to do Clinton again. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. It's her turn. Don't you want a woman in the White House? No. Certainly don't want to. Oh, did you see this? <laughs> tell me. Tell me. So this whole thing comes out, and of course, it shoots Joe Biden right in the foot, right? Yeah. Because no matter no matter if there's ever any investigation, there's now going to be questions, right, about does this guy do this? Yes. And for independents, that's kind of a big deal. Maybe not died in the wool Democrats, but the base, like, far left base was never going to come out and vote for Biden anyway. The Bernie bros were going to stay home. 
Um, but so now Warren's surging ahead. Did you see the the Wall Street guys, Wall Street CEOs going, yeah, if she's your nominee, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll either sit it out or we'll donate to Trump. Yeah, the, and those are Wall Street Democrats. I know, but like literally, no, you guys have gone too far. They they really have. It oh, never yeah. it, it never ends. And and Warren, oh my God, I did this thing on stage where I'm like, I want it to be Warren. Please let it be Warren. And then I just, when she takes the stage on the debate, you know, when she goes to walk out on stage, I just want everybody to do the tomahawk chop. I want it to be like a, like a, like a, a Florida Seminoles game with everybody going, oh, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. I would love that if that happened. Well, I would love that I, if no, that happened. I, I'm, I, I live in an open primary state, so I'm absolutely voting for Elizabeth Warren during their primary in Georgia. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm do encouraging all of my friends in open primary states to do the same thing. Let, we, that'd be hilarious. It'd be mm-hmm. hilarious. Bernie's gone. I don't think I don't think Kamala's gonna hang in there. Oh, Joe. God. Joe she is. Uh, oh, I didn't see the thing on Saturday Night Live. I guess they had Maya Rudolph uh, come back and do Kamala Harris, and I heard it really? was really funny. Yeah, I heard it was really funny. Uh, oh my god, she's such it, a cop. And she started her garbage again, like, Friday night. We must hold an impeachment for Brett Kavanaugh. Seriously? That, We're going to start this garbage again? Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's the other thing that I did on stage in Omaha. I did the Kamala Harris as an old hooker at the airport. Come on, Joe. Omaha was crazy. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. All the shows were fun. Omaha was especially good. Omaha, it, Omaha was one of those shows where you're just on, not you're not on autopilot, but like every idea that you have, everything you've ever wanted to try out, it all just worked and was fun and funny. But yeah, I'm not concerned about uh, Kamala. I am concerned about like like what you were just saying. Like they have this. They have this list of everybody that they want to impeach. It's like they want to impeach Trump, and then they want to impeach Pence, and then they got to get rid of Barr, and then they want to impeach Kavanaugh. It, good Lord. Good get rid Lord. Of Pompeo. Like, yeah, like the, the entire administration. And no, no, just not going to let it happen. But, you know, the Democrats do have problems that they just don't want you to know about. Do tell. Dish. Start spilling so, that tea, sister. You know how we have the squad, right? Oh, the squad, yeah. The Haven't squad. heard them for a while. The squad. Oh, they've been, both been yammering about impeachment. It's just disgusting to listen to. They're so ignorant. It's just, ugh. Anyway, um, so the group that uh, located and got the squad elected is called the Justice Democrats. They're socialists. They want to transform yes. our economy. They want us out of Israel, the whole nine yards, right? Yep. They are running a hundred primary challengers nationwide to Nancy uh, Pelosi's incumbent de- Democrats in the House. Are, are, this, are they the same ones that are going to, are they going to challenge Nadler? Big, uh-huh. big Jerry Nadler, who looks but like a banker of, from Harry Potter. All of, yeah, all of their candidates sign on to that very radical platform, the same one AOC talks about, the same one Ilhan Omar talks about. Nancy Pelosi and Sherry Bustos, who who is a representative from Illinois, who runs the reelection committee in the House, right? Yeah. 
have gotten totally trashed by the Justice Democrats. They made Bustos fire a bunch of staff because they weren't or they were too white. Um, so she had to bring a bunch of diversity and she had originally said contractors who were going to work with the formal organization to reelect the House couldn't work with the Justice Democrats primary. She had to pull that back. Um, one hundred out of what do they have? Two hundred and twenty something, I think. Yeah. One hundred of them are getting primary challenges. Now, here's what's really interesting. Elizabeth Warren has endorsed several of them. I bet she has. I she bet is she has. literally betraying the Democrat Party. Like Nancy Pelosi has lost all control. All it is. control. If you think she controls the House, you're insane. So here's what I want to know as a, as a person who I, I just learned this information. Who's running that organization? Who is running that organization that is putting up all these primary challengers, a hundred of them? A hundred of them. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take these Democrat districts and we're gonna go to the left of them. We're gonna go to the left of Jerry Nadler. We're gonna go to the left of all these other uh, uh, candidates. Who is that? Who's who's who runs? What's the name of the organization? Climate Justice Democrats. It's the the official leaders are two very young women. Um, they get assistance through a group called Data for Progress. Data um, for Progress. Yeah, which gives them a lot of in-kind research and things like that. Um, and that is a a subsidiary of Tides Advocacy, which is tie, which is a subsidiary of the Tides Foundation. So when you're actually going back to look who pays first off, it gets pretty murky. Yeah. Um, they were founded by Sank from the Young Turks and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's chief of staff and a couple other guys after Bernie lost primary and Sank was pretty uh pretty direct in we are going to blow up the democratic establishment and that's been a long-term goal of the democratic socialists of america they just rebranded as the justice democrats yeah um, and you know the founder in the 80s when dukakis was running was actually saying you know a lot of people criticize me for not starting a third party but that's not going to work in the U.S. You take over an existing party. So they've actually been working at this for decades. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's uh. Well, let them. Uh, it's that's that's one to keep an eye on right there. That's one to keep an eye on right there. Here's what here's what make what it makes me feel like. It's so complex. There's so much going on with America, right? Just with with our little uh, 50 states in Puerto Rico. That like I got the TV on in the background. I see I see Chris Wallace talking to some dude from Iran. Like I don't have time. Like we got such a full plate over here. We don't have time to even uh, mess with Iran. This is why I'm not president. I would just like just I would just carpet bomb all anywhere. Any seriously, not the city. You're pissing me off. God. (laughs) Seriously, like anywhere I think they're making missiles. Anywhere that might be a missile factory. I'm, oh, let's just listen. We need some. We got some stuff going on in America. I cannot even think about you guys right now. So just to make sure you're not doing anything, just boom, 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 boom. We will get back to you in a couple years. Okay. Now back to America. That's. I really. I. I look up and I see this Iranian dude talking. I'm like, oh, that's right. Those guys. Oh, man, those guys. (laughs) I can't. 
I can't do it. And, I, and then my instinct is like, well, let let the left keep going farther left and and uh, and, you know, mess up their own party. And however, there's a very good chance it'll work. There's a very good chance it'll work. It's that slow and steady wins the race. You got uh, Obama uh, sending Eric Holder out. Uh, putting lawsuits uh, everywhere that they they don't like the way that's been districted. We got oh we got we got to change those boundaries. We got to change that, all that good stuff. We got to adjust those to make sure Democrats can win. And that's like just quietly been going on. Uh, you know, I think that's what Eric Holder started doing when he left the Obama administration. It's just there's so much, you guys. There's so much. And then, oh my gosh, uh, there was a, a U.S. Census and culture retweeted this. I thought this was uh, – here's just another one that's going on in the background. Like in the most recent census, 20 – and this is the number that we always went by. Remember we were talking about that Yale study about how many people are really citizens and how many people are illegal? The, the census data, it's 22.1 people, 22.1 million people. Uh, responded, they're not a citizen. They're living here, and but they're not a citizen. Well, I guess we just blew up the 12 million number, didn't we? Good Lord in heaven. Good well, Lord in heaven. In Trump, when uh, Trump was denied, well, he wasn't really denied. They said he had the authority, but then John Roberts made up a mind-reading requirement that yeah. nowhere in the law. Um, they went back to the agencies, and there's a lot of them, give aid to people who are not here legally and they said they were going to count them anyway yeah and well, that's... compile it within the census bureau so i'm wondering if that's going on well now you got the you got the official number coming out uh 22 22.1 million people not a citizen not a citizen gotta go so, and then they're and then the, oh but they they pay their taxes they pay sales tax and every time they buy something it's it's there you, you take yeah. more than you give you take more than you give. So wow, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a depressing little uh, show. We got we got uh, the impeachment stuff going on. We got 22 million illegals uh, over here. You got the Democratic Party going further and further to the left, and then you got the Democratic the, Party's blowing up, and the media is the media is not talking about it right now. But they're not going to be able to keep a lid on it because I will say this about the GOP: Ronna yes. McDaniel is pretty edgy. When you look at some of the ads that she puts out from R the RNC, they're nothing like what you would have seen eight, ten years ago. Oh, it's... I mean, she is very direct. And she... Learning. I, I guarantee you it will start to come out. Yeah. But before we leave <laughs> that, um, seriously, Adam Schiff is going to be front and center in a lot of this, right? Flying sack of shift that he is. I don't know. Like the guy, seriously, and, and I'm not. Oh, I'm not trying to go counter. Committee. He I came know, out of the but intelligence he's, community. He's the guy. He's the guy that for years was saying, "I have, I have the dirt. I have the evidence. In, unless, I got the evidence about Russia collusion." And then when it didn't pan out, no one asked him another question. They kind of let it go. Like I don't, I don't, I don't count on Adam Schiff being held accountable for anything. No, no, I'm not saying he's going to be held accountable. I'm like he's going to be front and center during these hearings because there, a lot of them are going to, they're going to happen basically in two places, right? The Judiciary Committee and then the Intelligence Committee. And he is the chair of the Intelligence Committee. Yeah. So just so you know, 
back in the Obama administration before we ever gave Ukraine defensive weapons because they didn't get defensive weapons from us until we elected Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the, the, the military at the Ukrainian border was actually trying to do surveillance to kind of keep track of the Russians and what they were doing, right? Seems like a good thing to do. They I were think using that's drones. what I would do. They were using drones. The Russians used to reprogram those drones in flight and fly them back to the Russian side, so they kept losing their drones. That's kind of hilarious. It's kind of hilarious, but we still wouldn't give them defensive weapons. Yeah. So, really interesting thing happened. Um, a U.S. country, one called Worldwide Eros, um, got a bunch of big contracts to have more permanent surveillance type of equipments and and airborne things um, all right so this this company this company gets a boatload of money to replace the drones they're gonna they're gonna replace the drones so this company's gonna get a boatload of money i think i know where this is going money. uh his name is igor pasternak igor pasternak you know who gives a crap ton of money to adam shift igor pasternak Igor pasternak who happens to be a ukrainian born engineer who so, happened to be over in Ukraine during the coup? Igor Pasternak. Igor Pasternak, give the ship a bone. And so, it appears from travel records that um, late in August this year, something from like the 27th to the 30th or the 25th to the 30th or something like that, um, Adam Schiff was actually in Ukraine at the Atlantic was. Council, which has a whole bunch of corrupt ties to the Clintons. So, come on, Bill Barr. Come on, it's, John Durham. <laughs> Bill Barr has to be so insanely busy right now. So insanely busy right now. It, like, where do you start? How do you prioritize? Uh, well, I, it's, I, think, I think he went to the origin of everything. He was in Italy, and that would be uh, where Joseph Misfood is. Who and who's, the who Mal the hell is Joseph Misfood? He was the Maltese he was the Maltese professor that started the entrapment on George Papadopoulos. Okay. Okay. Now, now we're getting somewhere. Now yep. we're getting somewhere. Little Georgie Papadopoulos. Little mm -hmm. Georgie Papadopoulos. Yeah. Uh, that's what, yeah, that's what I think. That's, uh, that's where I put, would put my priority. Like the whole FISA thing. And you know what? Listen, uh, it's it's the whole law of unintended consequences. You you put out these FISA warrants because you want to make sure that you can go after terrorists and stop another 9-11 and da-da-da-da-da-da. And man, listen, uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. With great power comes great responsibility. It's the Spider-Man effect. It's the Spider-Man effect. Just about 15 years for him to abuse it. Yeah. Yeah, it just it doesn't take long. It doesn't take long. And it's so crazy because you'd see like these libertarians on Fox News going on. These FISA warrants, these these are very concerning. These are very concerning. And you're like, shut up, dude. We're trying to stop terrorism. And, and they were absolutely right. They were absolutely right. I owe Kennedy an apology. I, <laughs> I owe Rand Paul an apology. Well, and I mean, I guess there's ways you could make it better. I there better think be about think about like so if you go to um if you're getting divorced and there's children involved they assign a guardian ad litem that's supposed to look out for the rights of the child so if you're going to yeah. have this maybe you should appoint a lawyer to look out for the rights of the person that's going to be spied on now when you say that 
mm-hmm. when you say that there should be somebody looking out for the rights of the child, uh, I took a giant leap and I, I went straight to, to, to Greta Thunberg, that girl. Oh, and it reminded me of something. We were standing. Oh, my God. We were standing. And I swear you, you have to have seen this. Uh, we, we're standing behind the comedy club. We're talking about the show. This was in uh, not Omaha, but Kansas City. Kansas City was great. Saw some saw some old friends of mine. The show was fantastic. Uh, but before the show starts, my buddy Reno Collier uh, goes, oh, dude, look, somebody just sent this to me. Somebody just sent this to me. And it's Greta Thunberg. They took clips from her addressing uh, the UN and they and it and then they put like Swedish death metal behind it. And her her voice, <laughs> her voice, they had that. No, it is the funniest thing. Here's what you guys do. Just go to YouTube and search up Greta Thunberg swing sings Swedish death metal. It is so funny. Because she has these things that she's saying, like, um, you know, I should be I should be back in school across the ocean. Yes, she uh, should. You look at me. You look at uh, the children for help. How dare you? How dare? But when you put that cookie monster sound on it and it's like, you look to me for help. How dare you? It is the funniest thing. We were crying. We were laughing so hard. We were crying. So it is so funny. I went it is so, so funny that Greta Thunberg retweeted it, and she said, "I'm gonna give up climate change and do nothing but Swedish death metal." Like she, even even her family or her mom and dad yeah, that run she the account. Run that account. Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh my I've lord! I've been so fun. far down the Greta Thunberg rabbit hole. Hey um, hey hey! That's a kid now. That's a kid. No, I mean when <laughs> no 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 when the Green New well, when when Alexandra Ocasio Cortez decided she was going to do the Green New Deal, right? Yeah. I'm like, where is this? Where is this coming from? I mean, you just know it's funded. You know, you just know it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started digging and I came across Greta Thunberg. Um, shortly after, actually, she had been doing her original protest in front of Swedish Parliament. The way that whole thing came about was a complete marketing ploy and fabrication. It's total astroturf. Um, yeah. You know, her mother was a climate activist. She had actually won awards from the World Wildlife Federation in the past. She did a speaking engagement with another guy named Igor, whose last name I can't remember, but he had a for-profit company called We Don't Have Time. He's we the don't. one that he's the one that tweeted out the original picture and said, "Oh, look at this poor girl." Or look at this young girl, right? Yeah. And then yeah. tag, indicating or intimating they don't know who it is, and then tags her Twitter account in the picture. <laughs> I'm like, you moron, right? That's hilarious. And he tags Al Gore's climate reality, which is who he was he was trained by. Yeah. This is so much astroturf. It has been. Oh, and her mother's book was due to launch four days later about. Their life as a family with Greta, uh, Greta's disabilities and, well, mental illness, actually, um, and her sister's mental illness. Both of the children suffer from this and how it's all related to climate. Just explain so, AstroTurf real quick to, uh, to our listeners. AstroTurf is, is, is a, a movement that is not spontaneous, right? It's an, or, it's an organized movement to appear spontaneous. Exactly. 
So anyway, if you look back at the history of the whole thing, there's an organization here called Zero Hour and a girl named Jamie Margolis. They had tried to make Fetch happen with her over here, and it never mm-hmm. worked. She's just a mean kid, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's just a horrible public presence. And um, so then they started attaching themselves to Greta, and they actually thought Greta was a big enough thing here that they were going to organize the strike they did last week. It was supposed to happen on March 15th, but they couldn't make Fetch happen. That's why it's AstroTurf. Yeah, yeah. They're going to keep here's, trying until they can make Fetch happen. Yeah. Here's but a little bit Here's a little bit of Greta singing. So, it just makes me laugh. It's about to kick in. This is all wrong. (laughs) The other side of the ocean. It's. It's. (laughs) How dare you? It's the funniest thing ever. It's the funniest thing ever. I watched somebody that I uh, have a great deal of like and respect for. He's been on the show. Michael Knowles get canceled over calling out her parents for using a kid with disabilities who literally tried to starve herself at the age of 11 over the climate. Yeah, I got, listen, Knowles, you got to read the room, kid. You got to read the room. And when, when, uh, who's that dude that was on the show with him? The guy. Well, it was Chris Hahn. And and the only reason, the only the only reason Chris Hahn freaked out is because the point Michael was actually making was if this was a serious movement, right, it would be led by scientists, not a bunch of people twerking in the streets because you had that guy with the big butt twerking. Um, no, 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 no. That's I mean, that's that's right. That might be the point that Knowles is trying to make. And listen, uh, uh, I believe Knowles is correct. However, you got to read the room. And when Chris Hahn goes for the El Cheapo, the El Cheapo stage 12 outrage, mental illness. How dare you? How dare when he showed when he goes that big with the outrage, you got to go, listen, dude, she's got X, Y and Z. He did. And he but he waited. He waited. A, uh, there was like there was two more rounds. There was two more rounds of outrage. Uh, before Knowles uh, picked up on it. Listen, I think ultimately he'll be back on Fox News. Well, I, I mean, think- everything the girl is diagnosed with is in the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Man- Manual for Mental Disorders. Um, and when you say that someone is ill, there's a differentiation between physical illness and mental illness. She actually yeah. has three different mental illnesses. Yeah. So- yeah. And that's the other <laughs> I, thing. It's like I mean, that when the what, left is like, we shouldn't stigmatize. Oh my lord! Yeah, did it? Did it? That's what Chad Prather was saying. Well, does are, are these illnesses coming from her heart? Is it yeah. coming from her her lower bowels? No, it's coming from her brain. It's it's a mental illness. Uh, <laughs> I forget even what else. I, I mean, should we go back? I mean, this is what George Carlin struggled with, right? They're not. Are they handicapped? Disabled? Like, what's the right word? Well, that's she the has other thing. Wrong with her. And that's the other thing that, like, uh, I don't know if Knowles has picked up on this, 
But you go, yeah, someone's got mental illness. And the left is like, how dare you? How dare you? Well, like, listen, aren't we trying to – I thought there was supposed to be no stigma to this. I thought there was supposed to be – I thought we were supposed to be able to talk about this kind of thing out loud and not not have mental illness in the dark corners. I thought that's what the left and everyone was trying to do. We're trying to lift these people up and all that other good stuff. And and handicap or disability – imply some kind of permanence whereas mental illness there's effective treatment for you can have ocd and get better i just remembered a big idea i had i just remember yeah. i was thinking about this last night yeah i was out taking i had my uh had my dog on a walk and uh i thought about this listen we got a homeless problem all over america you've got uh you got you got 140,000 homeless people in america the democrats want to take over health care right so let's do this let's do this uh, let's get the mental, mentally ill people off the streets. Let's get get them the help they need. Uh, Democrats can pay for all of that. They can pay for those hospitals, and we'll let those go. I'm going to give you a 10 year trial run on those, and then after 10 years, we'll come in and we'll evaluate how well those hospitals have run and what their success rate is, and then we'll reevaluate uh, taking the government taking over healthcare. How about that? Sound like you're gonna make homeless people guinea pigs almost. Well, listen, it's I am, I am, like the way, but I would sugarcoat it a little bit more. Listen, the, the, we we need facilities like the, the the mental health care in this country is just is just nothing. It's not a it's zilch. It's zero. And I, you know what, I kind of blame it on, and this is why this is why we have to be in the culture. I blame it on uh ever the the cuckoo's nest movie with Jack Nicholson. Uh-huh. I think everybody saw One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and we're like, man, every place is like this. Every right. mental health hospital is like this. Everyone has a nurse ratchet. These are all kind people who are just being uh, shocked and killed to death. Killed to death. But like, I think we gotta we gotta rethink mental health in this com- in this country and and get some stuff going on. So if the Democrats want to play doctor, start there. Start there. Yeah, I, I thought just it was go a back brilliant to idea. Contention that. <laughs> Power corrupts, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just paranoid, and I'll own it. But um, you know, it, it's always amazed me, especially with what you guys are seeing in Los Angeles and how how prevalent it is, and how prevalent you know some of the severe mental mental illnesses, and you know, people like walking up to your kids and saying stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't understand what is compassionate about leaving people who have a completely warped sense of reality in this environment where they're basically living among their own trash. Like what, what is compassionate about that liberals? The answer is absolutely nothing. They need help. They need somewhere they can be and taken care of. So let's be compassionate and do that. That's what I say too. That's, yeah. that's what I, and, and, and the ACL, ACLU will scream. Yes, they will. However, you just can't leave these people on the streets to I mean, and that's the thing with like, God bless him, that 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 giant Trump supporter. And I say giant literally. That's Scott Pressler, dude. Very tall. Anyway, (laughs) he is that Scott Pressler is a tall drink of water. He like comes Um, in and it organizes this army to clean up all this garbage in Los Angeles. And I'm like, don't do it, dude. Don't do it. Or if you do it, hand the city a big fat bill. Like that's someone's mm-hmm. job. That that occurred to me the other day. Like that that's someone's job. Like we're paying for that service. Why is 
Why are there tons of garbage in the street? That's unacceptable. It's and it's crazy that there's like next to zero outrage in Los Angeles County that you have this. Uh, you have you know pictures of it, photographic proof. You can go, you can look at it. It's giant. That we have a sanitation department. We there's there's yeah, they just there's systems there. in place. Yeah, they just don't go. And then the, then they brag. We have a budget surplus. We have a budget surplus in California. We're doing it upright. That's crazy. That's crazy. And until you can really steer into that and get the the, the people in Southern California fired up about it, the, the Democrats will just they'll just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. It's it's uh it's mind boggling to me. I know Scott Pressler, his heart is in the right place, but dude, don't do that again. Don't do that again, please. Don't let the Democrats take a big giant dump all over our streets and then go, well, I'll think, clean that I up. Mean, Shame on you. Bill Pulte um, has helped a couple cities by, like, Baltimore has a bunch of vacant buildings, right, which causes problems in neighborhoods. He goes in and takes those down and repurposes the land, but he doesn't do that for free. Yeah. He might do it at a discount. He might do it for less than he normally would, but um, the cities still pitch in. There was a giant experiment, and I'd love to. Maybe I'll do this later on today. I want to follow up on it. But I remember when, they, like years ago, when they were talking about Detroit, mm-hmm. you know, and all these abandoned buildings, all these abandoned buildings, and they were going to knock them down, and then they were going to start uh, putting farms on there, so you can have agriculture that's closer to the city, and you know, farm-to-table restaurants and all this. St- I'm, I'm wondering what happened to that, because like that's that's an idea that like completely excited me. Like if you have giant you know, miles and miles of neighborhood where nobody's living. Yeah, knock it down. Let's plant stuff there. I'd much rather have an apple orchard outside my window. I think I think Pulte's done some work in Detroit and in Indianapolis. I don't know how many gardens got built, but better buildings and businesses got built. So. Yeah, well, I hope so. I hope so. Okay. So. We're gonna gotta do a little bit of uh of the pop culture here. The the Freedom to Laugh tour merrily marches on. Uh, we got Chad Prather on the show. That dude, uh, he entertains me. I finally I find him highly entertaining. Chad Prather is that that cowboy dude who always sits in his truck with his dog in his back seat. Uh, finally got a chance to hang out with that guy. <clears throat> he's a he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's got a show on the Blaze. Uh. <laughs> I, I look forward to spending more time with him in the future. Uh, he's got a that, that blaze. They got a good little gig going on over there. In other uh, pop culture news, uh, George Lucas now is is finally he's been outed. There was a guy at Disney who just wrote a memoir and talking about George Lucas's reaction to Star Wars. And guess what, you guys? Guess what? George Lucas doesn't like him either. George Lucas doesn't <laughs> like the new Star Wars movies either. So you feel on, so vindicated, don't I you? I do. I do. <laughs> now, at the time of the book's writing, I don't think uh, the 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 rise of the not, not rise of the Jedi, but whatever, whatever that second one is, that second horrible, horrible movie. That one hadn't come out yet, but he wasn't. He didn't dig. He didn't dig uh, the 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 Force Awakens or whatever. So there's that. So hey, hey, hey. George Lucas is on Team Loftus party. That's fantastic. Good news for Spider-Man fans. They worked out a deal. Marvel, uh, Disney, and Sony worked out a deal. We're going to get Tom Holland back as Spider-Man in the MCU. I think that's fantastic. I love that kid as Spider-Man. I think he's he's uh, nothing, nothing against uh, 
I didn't I didn't like Andrew Garfield, but I like the original Spider Man. Like, I think you like Marissa Tomei as the aunt too. Oh, I certainly do. I certainly do. <laughs> I hope hope she uh she she could she could turn stripper in, in the next one. That would be a good addition. And then I started watching uh, John Wick three last night. I'm like, oh, I haven't. I was, I was so, I was so happy. You know, like you want to watch a movie and you're like, eh, what's out? And then you're like, oh my gosh, John Wick three. Wow. Not, it's okay. Now, listen, I'm always going to be a fan of, uh, of, of, uh, Kanunu Reeves running around shooting people. It's great. Right. Like it's just, a, it's just fantastic. Just uber violence. But Halle Berry, they threw Halle Berry in there. And and I don't know. I'm I'm like halfway through the movie, and then I was it was getting late, and I wanted to you know post a video on Facebook and blah blah blah. So I'm I'm gonna watch the rest of it tonight. But so far, not impressed with the Halle Berry. Not impressed. It's like what is she doing here? Yeah, yeah. Like and she's like the girl version of John Wick, and it looks like. Listen, I can just see the I can just see the the studio heads going, "Ooh, let's just set her up in this movie. We'll set up Halle Berry in this movie, and then if we can't pay the big money for John Wick uh, and Kanuna Reeves for another one, we'll just go girl power Halle Berry." And I I just can see the machine moving. I can see the uh, yeah the social justice like God. Can't we have so anything? So now we need Joanna Wick. That's what it's gonna. I tell you what. Now listen, I might be speaking out of school. I'm, I'm seriously. I, there's another hour to the movie I have to watch. So hopefully, hopefully Halle Berry will come in in the third act and do something really cool, and I'll be on Team Halle Berry. But like the, the not what you dialogue. Expected. No, her dialogue was really clunky. Her acting was just. I would have dialed it up. If if the performance that she gives on screen is a hundred percent, I would have dialed her back to seventy. So anyway, uh, we'll have more on, on Fair enough. the finale of, of John Wick after that. So the next stops for uh, uh, Freedom to Laugh. And you guys, uh, my buddy uh, Christian Toto, who does Hollywood and Toto, is going to write a, uh, a piece about this because it's – this is unbelievable to me. This is unbelievable. So when we're doing these Freedom to Laugh shows – you know, you 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 come out with like a little ad or a post, and Facebook says, "Would you like to boost this post?" And it's a video. It's a video of uh, of you know, I think it was, I think it might have been something that Chad Prather's people put together. So my buddy Reno Collier is like, "Yeah, I'm going to boost this post." So he spends fifty bucks uh, on Facebook. You have a budget of, of fifty dollars. Boom! He presses uh, boost the post. Here's how many people his boost reached. Seven. What? Seven people. And I'm not even kidding. And then he gets these updates from Facebook, and he she showed it to me. I saw it with my own two eyes. He shows it to me. You have you you haven't even spent ten dollars of your budget yet. Your post has reached seven people. Seven, as in what did those it are. Get up to after he had spent fifty. He, I don't think he ever ended up uh, spending the whole 50. It reached seven people, and he kept it going. He kept it going, and it, j- it just never continued. So as we're, stand- as we're standing behind, and it, it had been going for days and days and days. So we're standing behind. Uh, this is right after the, the Greta Thunberg uh, death metal thing. He gets a text message uh, from his buddy uh, Larry the Cable Guy because Reno was on tour with with those dudes for the longest time. And Larry's like, hey, I got some uh, stand-up dates. Can you do me a favor? Could you – could you uh, put them on your Facebook and just share it? And of course, Reno's like, absolutely, buddy. So he shares 
he shares a video uh, from uh, Larry the Cable Guy. And by the time I got off stage in 20 minutes, in 20 minutes, it had reached almost 600 people. However, uh, a post that boosts the Freedom to Laugh tour reaches seven people over the course of like four to five days. It's the clampdown wow. is real. Yeah, so I'm on stage. Well, y'all need to go watch Steven Crowder's video from Thursday. Because he shows you what YouTube is doing to y'all. Well, and this is like the way I'm just going to wrap up this episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. This is why I'm always like asking you guys to share the videos. It's the the clamp down is real. It is real. I will go check out the uh, the uh, Steven Crowder thing because uh, it is just it's crazy and i think as we get closer and closer to 2020 it's just going to get worse it's just going to yeah, get worse he actually has a um 2020 uh, hashtag 2020 election blacklist so what he's found now is if you search steven crowder and change my mind which is one segment he does his yeah video very popular. Comes up, the first video that comes up from his channel that's a change my mind video is 70th what do you mean it means you have to go through several pages to get a video oh, from his channel find what you were that searching has changed for? my mind. I had a dude. So I, I put my new video up on YouTube last night. And that's how I do it. I go YouTube. Then I go theloftestparty.com. And then eventually after fighting with Facebook, I can get it on Facebook. Uh, this guy in the comments, you know, the video is doing really well. But this guy in the comment is like, dude, you got to add some hashtags. Your stuff is impossible to find. And I'm like. I thanked him for his comment, but I'm like, I'm hashtagging the hell out of those things. I'm I'm tagging it with everything I can think of. So that you're allowed five hundred basically basically Steven says like his his videos are still getting the same number of views from his current subscribers, but he can't get any new subscribers because he's never placed in a place in organic search that anybody right. new will find him. Right. So, and that's the that's the advantage that the the Freedom to Laugh tour has. Like we're out there, we're meeting people, we're telling, hey, share this, do that. So it's going to be an old school word of mouth, an old school, hey, I went to college with a guy in Connecticut. I'm gonna I'm gonna share Michael's video with that guy, and then hopefully ask him to share it with his friends. It's gonna have to be that. It's gonna have to. The, the algorithm is just is just hell-bent on destroying us. So there's still ways to get the message out. There's still ways to have fun. There's still ways to be happy. And that's what we're Soon all about. there will be algorithm-free video channels. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, have your have your boys shoot me that email. All right, that is the show. We went a little long. We made up for all the lost time on our road trip one, our, our Skype our Skype podcast our from rest, last our rest, week. Our rest stop podcast. The crazy rest stop one. <laughs> Not a not a not a good feeling when it's just you and your rental car looking over at a trucker. <laughs> you gotta hit the road, start driving. All right, you guys have a great week. Uh, this will be up on the site. We'll have a we'll have a great time. Lots to come. We're gonna keep an eye on all these stories and uh, chime in, chime in. Uh, I'm gonna respond to every comment at theloftestparty.com. Others other platforms, I don't know. Because it's all going on at the Have a great week. <laughs>